Praise be unto God. So today we're continuing in the series from 1 Timothy chapter 1. The command, the charge to oppose false teaching. Last time I shared this message was January 13th. And this is part number three. And we're going to be focusing on the latter verses from chapter Chapter 1, verses 3 through 9 today. But let us begin at chapter 1, verse 1. So you hear the flow of what God's word has to say. From Shaul, an emissary of Messiah Yeshua, by command of God, our deliverer, and Messiah Yeshua, our hope. To Timothy, a true son because of trust, Grace, mercy, and shalom from God the Father and the Messiah Yeshua, our Lord. As I counseled you when I was leaving for Macedonia, stay on in Ephesus so that you may order, that is command, certain people who are teaching a different doctrine to stop. Have them stop devoting their attention to myths and never-ending genealogies. These divert people to controversial and speculating instead of doing God's work, which requires trust that is faith. The purpose and the goal of this command, which is an order, is to promote love from a clean heart, from a good conscience, and from sincere trust, which is faith. Some, by aiming amiss, departing from these, have wandered off into fruitless discussion. They want to be teachers of Torah, which is the law, but they understand neither their own words nor matter about which they make such emphatic pronouncements or what they so confidently affirm to. We know that the Torah, which is the law, is good, provided one uses it in a way the Torah itself intends. We are aware the Torah, the law, is not for a person who's righteous, but for people who are heedless of Torah and rebellious, ungodly, sinful, wicked, and worldly, for people who kill their fathers and mothers, for murderers. The ending of reading of scripture from 1 Timothy chapter 1 and going to Verse number nine. Praise be unto God. And so let us continue. Now let us focus on verse number three. As I counseled you when I was leaving for Macedonia, stay on in Ephesus so that you may order, that is command certain people who are teaching a different doctrine to stop. See, God does not desire 
for confusion to be in the body of Messiah. What God has spoken through the prophets of the Old Testament, the Tanakh, and the apostles of the Brit Hadashah, is very, very clear. They did not speak of their own accord, what they thought, of their own whim, but they were inspired and led by the Ruach, the Spirit of the living God. So from the early time of the birth of the Messianic community, which is the church, Hasatan, Satan, came and brought people into the fellowship to lead others astray. And you think, well, that's amazing. That happened at that time. Well, that's been his tactic from that time to our present time. And there are many people who are part of the body of Messiah who are being led by false teaching because they do not know and meditate on God's word. And if you do not meditate on which is genuine, when a counterfeit comes that may have portions of what the truth says, but it's mixed with which is counterfeit, if you do not read and meditate on God's word as itself, then you could be misguided. You can be led astray. And so Rav Shaul, the Apostle Paul, who could not be there where Timothy was currently ministering, he said, you are now, I'm not there. I would be doing this. I'd be commanding them, ordering them to stop. But you must do this. Because he was passing the baton. He knew the baton. He didn't know what day or hour the Lord was going to call Rav Shaul home. Just as we as who are living today. We don't know the length of our days. And so we're always preparing. We're always ready to pass the baton to someone else. And when you think about in our day and age now, we have electronics where the word of God, the preaching and the teaching of God's word is going outside the four walls of the congregation and ministering to people in other lands. And some of these people in other lands, they don't even have access because it's against the laws of the government to possess a Bible. Think of the freedoms that we currently enjoy in comparison. How many of us may even own multiple Bibles and have opportunity to solid biblical teaching and have access to the internet? But anytime when we have the internet and other books take the place of what the word of God says, then we get things out of order. Remember this. It's the word of God that gives us the proper understanding and interpretation of what the word of God says. And so now let us go ahead and look at 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 7. 
It's because Rav Shaul gives further insights to Timothy, not only to Timothy, but to all believers. 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 7. But refuse godless old wives' tales and exercise yourself in godliness. See, there's all this speculation coming. There's all this stuff. People will have a dream. They'll have a vision. They will hear a voice in their heads. You are to discern whether that voice you hear in your head Is that the Spirit of the living God speaking to you? Because the Spirit of the living God, the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKodesh, will never lead you into error. Not once. He will not mix Scripture with what people are thinking in the times and the settings of what's going on in the world. He's very clear and he's very concise. He was given to you not only as a comforter, but also the one that would lead you into all truth. And there are times when you hear something and you say, well, that sounds a little bit off. I can't quite put my finger on this. And so what do we do? Do we look at everyone around us? Well, This guy's spoken and the pastor or the rabbi endorsed him or her to come and speak. Well, it must be right. No, you're to stop and you're to open up the scripture and search the scriptures and pray within your heart. Ask the spirit of living God. I sense this is a red flag type of teaching here. And I can't quite put my finger on this. I pray now and I ask you who has been given to me, you the third part of the Godhead who dwell within me, to give me now discernment and understanding. Is everything what that person has said? Is it biblically accurate with what is written in God's word? And know this, the spirit of the living God, and it may take a time of searching in the scripture, but the spirit of the living God will speak to you. And he will never, ever lead you astray. Because not only is he comforting you and revealing truth to you, both what's going on in your own life and also things that are going around you, but he's also sanctifying you. Bringing you to the point where you need there's issues in your life that is nothing is hidden before him, Because everything we watch, everything that we see, everything that we do is not hidden because the Spirit of the living God, the third part of the Godhead, dwells within us. And when we go off the path just slightly, he's speaking to us. But are we listening to what the world says or what our own conscience desires or our old carnal nature desires for us to do? Are we taking these thoughts captive? Are they, we place them be, before the word of God? And are we walking in humility and asking the spirit of living God to lead us into all truth? Praise be unto God. The last part of that verse on chapter one, verse three through four, 
is speaking about never-ending genealogies out of 1 Timothy. Babblings. What does 1 Timothy 6.20 say? Let us examine. O Timothy, keep safe what has been trusted to you. Did you hear that? What is the thing that's been trusted to him? The revelation of who Yeshua is and how God desires for us to walk with Yeshua. Our lives are no longer our own. So the good news that has been entrusted to you, keep it safe. That means keep it pure. Don't listen to all these winds of doctrine, all these teachings, but know and keep it pure. Why? Because that was what he was to present to all those in the body of Messiah and also outside those who are lost and dying in the world. So continuing, O Timothy, keep safe what has been trusted to you. Turn away from the ungodly babblings and the argumentative opposition of what is called knowledge. Because if you go on the internet now, there are people out there that say, I got this new revelation. I have this brand new knowledge. See, things have not changed. Timothy and Rav Shaul weren't dealing with the internet. So continuing here. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 20. Now let's continue in verse number 21. For many who promise this knowledge have missed the mark as far as the faith is concerned. Grace be unto you. See, because there would be people walking up to Timothy and Rav Shul, the apostle Paul, was not there because he would either be in prison or he would be someplace else because as passing on the baton, he had to trust Timothy and send him out or to leave him here. Now you continue instructing the people pertaining to the good news. And so when these others would come in, I won't be standing beside you. And when you hear these things, you tell them to stop. You command them to stop. And to the point that you escort them out of the fellowship. So he was giving that clear command. And so Timothy was learning. So, continuing here. Now let us look at 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 4. And this, what it says here. I'll turn there with you. I have it written in my notes, but sometimes my notes get kind of jumbled up. So I write so many things. And here we are in 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse number 4. And this is what it says here. Praise be unto God. I'll back up to verse number 3. If anyone is teaching differently and does not agree to the sound precepts, of our Lord Yeshua the Messiah and to the doctrine that is in keeping with godliness. He is swollen with conceit and understands nothing. 
Instead, he has a morbid desire for controversies and word battles, out of which come what? Jealousy, dissension, insults, and evil suspicions. Can that be any more clear? Absolutely not. And there are people who would love to debate. They love to debate. And that's their heart's desire. And when they call things into question, they love to debate these things. So then they then have an opportunity to insert false teaching along with the truth. Have you ever heard messages from people where they quote only portions of scripture and then they'll give you this new knowledge or this new revelation? They're leading the body of Messiah astray. So, Instead of them doing God's work, which requires not useless information, but ongoing trust in God and his Messiah, Yeshua. And that's speaking there of 1 Timothy, verses 3 and 4. So the command here in 1 Timothy 3 and 4 means to strongly instruct or charge the body of Yeshua his congregation must not tolerate any false teachings or doctrines. And teachings and doctrines, they are interchangeable. That go against the words found in where the scriptures. We are so blessed to have the Bible translated in various languages. And to have copies, we are so enriched. And how often these Bibles sit in our homes, rarely being opened. Because we have the internet. And I've given this warning in the past. And I believe the Spirit of the Living God brought it to my mind right now, so I would share it again. On the internet, there's AI, and they're changing the Bible. A lot of Bible publishing companies are now being purchased by people in the world. If you look at Christian worship music and praise, a lot of the companies that own the label, they own the lyrics, and they impress on the people who are Christian artists what to sing, what to say, and what to do. And so I encourage everyone, please, at this time, buy literal Bibles. Because the same ones who are in control of the internet will be able to subvert and mislead how much more easier the body of Messiah, when they do not have literal Bibles to read from. Praise be unto God. So let us continue. Rav Shaul has more to share. 
And he spoke on these things in earlier books. And one of the books is Romans chapter 16, verses 17 and 18. This is what he wrote to the Roman Messianic community. I urge you, brothers, to watch out for those who cause divisions and put snares alongside the teaching in which you have been trained. Keep away from them. And how do you keep away from them? By not having company with them. And when they bring in these false teachings... What would you think today if Rabbi Frank allowed for someone to come up and share that God now desires for same-sex marriage? I hope everyone would stand up and leave. But that's what's happening now in the body of Messiah. These congregations are falling to the wayside because they want to be all-inclusive because someone has received well the things that God said in his word he really didn't mean that wink wink but God's word does not change you cannot change his opinion man society changes and how far do we see today that our world is drifting away from the word of God our colleges, both secular and Christian, seminaries, Bible colleges, Christian schools are compromising. And that should not be so. If it was a warning during these first century, do you think it's going to get any better till the Lord returns? Absolutely not. So continuing here, Romans chapter 16, verses 17 and 18. I urge you, brothers, to watch out for those who cause divisions and put snares alongside the teaching in which you have been trained. Keep away from them, verse 18. For men like these are not serving our Lord Yeshua. Did you hear that? If they're not serving Yeshua, then who are they serving? Hasatan, the devil. Who inspires them? Who equips them? Who empowers them? That's why we are to stand against them. For men like these are not serving our Lord Yeshua the Messiah, but their own belly, their own desires. By smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the innocent. And think about that. We as brothers and sisters of Messiah, we're to look out for one another and protect those who are innocent among the body of Messiah. Praise be unto God for his warnings. Because this is applicable today. It's needed today. Continuing. Galatians chapter 1. Verses 6 and 7. Rav Shaul wrote to the Messianic community in Galatia. And this is what he says. 
I am astounded that you are so quick to remove yourselves from me. The one who called you by the Messiah's grace and turned to some other supposed good news, which is not good news at all. See, if you add anything to the good news that you have received in Messiah, if you add the Hebrew roots of the Christian faith to the good news that you received in Yeshua the Messiah, the Hebrew roots of the Christian faith just point towards Yeshua, but do not replace him. See how subtle the enemy can be? It's Yeshua, his work, that is our righteousness. Nothing of our own effort. Yeshua has done it all. Continuing. Galatians chapter 1, verse number 7. Which is not good news at all. What is really happening is that certain people are now pestering you and trying to pervert the genuine good news of the Messiah, Yeshua. Can it be any more clear than that? Rav Shaul, the Apostle Paul, did not miss, mince words, and neither should we. Praise be unto God. Now, continuing in the book of Titus, Chapter 1 and verse 4. This is what Rav Shaul wrote. Another individual, a Gentile, who'd been grafted into the commonwealth of Israel, who was being raised up to proclaim the good news. And this is what Rav Shaul wrote to Titus. To Titus, a true son in the faith. See, he had Timothy who was a, from a Jewish heritage, both Jewish and Gentile. But Rav Shaul had him be circumcised by his own hand. He did the Brit Milah because that was appointed by the Spirit for him to do. But God had also brought a young man named Titus, a one from the nations who was grafted in the commonwealth of Israel, and he sees him also as a true son. These are not my words. These are Rav Shaul's words. Let's look at it again. Titus chapter 1 verse 4. To Titus, a true son in the faith, we share. They shared with one another. Grace and shalom from God the Father and from the Messiah Yeshua, our deliverer. Very, very clear. Very, very concise. He was speaking also into this young man's life and raising him up as a leader because he also, Rav Shul was going to pass the baton to Titus. So, the true doctrine teaching will build up people rather than divide them. It also produces love which comes from where the heart rather than sin and confusion of false teaching. In comparison, praise be unto God. Now let us look closely here at 1 Timothy chapter 1, 
And let's now look closer to verses 5 through 7. 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verses 5 through 7. And this is what it says here. The purpose of this order is to promote love from a clean heart and from a good conscience. From sincere trust, some by aiming amiss have wandered off into fruitless discussion. They want to be teachers of the Torah, but they understand neither their own words nor the matters about which they make such emphatic pronouncements. And so this is very, very clear. So now Shaul, the Apostle Paul, expands on what he said, beginning at chapter number one of 1 Timothy 3 through 4. So the purpose of this order is to command Timothy to, to promote what? Love. What is to be our motivation in serving the Lord? But love. We're to have love shown abroad in our hearts to the lost and dying of this world. Remember, we all came from that situation. And so, so we should be filled with compassion. And so what is the chief commandment? How do we know this? Let's now look at the Gospel of Luke. And in this we will see the unity the Gospel of Luke, chapter 12, and verse number 28. And who is speaking here but Yeshua, our Lord, our Redeemer, our Savior, our Deliverer. And this is what it says. See, I really appreciate what Brother David shared today during the Torah reading. When he shared about the Mount of Transfiguration, and Yeshua was there with three of his Talmudim, three of his disciples. And with that, who appeared? But Moses and Elijah. And they were so, the disciples were just amazed, as they should be. Because Elijah, the last time he was recording scripture, he was on his way to heaven. And Moses, he was being buried by God on that mountain. Because of his act of rebellion and striking the rock, he was not allowed to go and enter into the promised land. And so these, as David shared, were two greatly revered examples how to live a godly life. But the father spoke directly to the Talmudim, the disciples. And in scripture, I don't remember many times where the Father directly spoke to them in an audible voice. And he said to them, listen to my son. Yeshua then was exalted in the eyes of Yeshua's Talmudim that were there, that he was greater than Moses and Elijah. And this is a revelation that came through the Father to them. They needed that in their life. So that the transition that was about to take place in the near future, 
that when their rabbi, who they saw, as David said, they just saw him as basically another rabbi that had some power and authority that they had never seen, but they did not really recognize him as the son of the living God, the redeemer, the promised seed from Abraham was before them. So let us hear from the voice now, not my voice, but the words that were recorded in Mark chapter 12 and verse 28. And Yeshua here is now clarifying. See, Yeshua was sent not to abolish the Torah, the laws of God, but to fulfill it in himself because the Torah just points out to us we are lost, we're dying, and we're without hope because we cannot accomplish Torah through our own works. But the work of the sinless Lamb of God who takes the sins of the world away, that through him, Torah is not only fulfilled for us and in through Yeshua, but also it is clarified how we are to live. And so Yeshua is now going to go into a conversation with those who are the leaders of the Jewish people who are Torah observant, but they need clarification. And who can give them clarification but the one who delivered the Torah to Moses? Yeshua himself. So let's hear Yeshua's words. Verse 28. One of the Torah teachers came up and heard them engage in this discussion. Seeing that Yeshua answered them well, he asked, which is the most important mitzvah of them all? Yeshua answered, the most important is Shema Yisrael, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you are to love Adonai, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your understanding, and with your strength. The second is this. You are to love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other mitzvah greater than these. So who gave the Torah teachers the proper clarification of what they should be focusing on in their daily lives? to promote the Torah of God, the transformation power. And the one that was looking at them who had compassion in his heart. Oh, you're so close. But here, let me give you clarification. Remember what it says up above? You are to love Adonai, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your understanding, and with all your strength. That's a very, very encouraging word that came from Yeshua to those that were hearing. Praise be unto God. We'll end today's message from Romans chapter 13. If you'd like to turn with me. More confirmation 
of the great commandment. So love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and understanding, and to love our neighbor as ourself. This sums up the whole law and the Torah. Now we're looking at Romans chapter 13. Praise be unto God. His word is so rich. And I love that God's word interprets itself. If you allow God's word to interpret itself. There's a lot of great commentaries out there, but they fall short. The perfect interpretation, clarification of God's word is God's word itself because it does not lead astray. There's no opportunity for it to lead us astray. Continuing, Romans chapter 13, beginning at verse number 8. Don't owe anyone anything except to love one another. For wherever love, for whoever loves his fellow human being has fulfilled Torah. What did Yeshua say? Can you see where the Apostle Paul, Rav Shaul, and Yeshua are in agreement? Absolutely. Continuing. For the commandments, do not commit adultery, don't murder, don't steal, don't covet, and any others are summed up in this one rule. Love your neighbor as yourself. Can we see the confirmation here from what Yeshua said? Is there any variance whatsoever? Absolutely not. Verse number 10. Love does not do harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fullness of Torah. I encourage everyone to read 1 Corinthians chapter 13 on your own so that you'll receive more clarification where God's word interprets itself and there's no variation, there's no misleading. Because Hasatan cannot slip in there if we're meditating on God's word, his holy word, that brings us confidence, a surety, encouragement, and hope for the days that we're living in today. Praise be unto God. Shabbat shalom.